Thank you for listening to this talk produced by the Art Gallery of South Australia. Hi, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Nikki Cumpston and I'm the Artistic Director of Tanandi Festival of Contemporary Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Art. And I'd like to acknowledge that I'm here on the lands of the Ghana people and I'd like to pay my deep respect to their elders, to the young people who are working really hard to be the elders of the future and to acknowledge their ongoing continual custodianship of this beautiful land that we live and work on and that we other people are visiting today. It is my absolute pleasure <laughs> to be here with Nathan Thomas and Margaret Bibby, who are both the incredible carvers of these Boab nuts behind me. There are nine artists altogether who have carved these beautiful Boabs and they've They've worked with the shape of the boab and we first saw the works last year in the Tarnandi Art Fair. Some of the birds were sent to Adelaide for us to sell through the art fair and we were just so taken by the beautiful carving and the way that, that you've created them into, into the, the bird. You know, you've embodied the whole essence of the bird in the shapes of that of the boab and the way that you have carved in to make it look like a bird that we thought it would be lovely to have this murmuration of birds on the wall behind us and so thank you for <laughs> contributing um, yep no worries <laughs> so would you like to uh, tell us just about how you know how how you came to be a carver. Maybe we'll go one by one and who wants to go first? Yep. Yep. Yeah, well, for me, um, started started at, at high school, really. Carving and learning at, yeah, at an art and craft um, class. Oh, great. And then after school, yeah, just keep continuing on I'm carving over the years, yeah. right up till now, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. So I loved it at the start and just keep, yeah, continuing on. Enjoyed it, still enjoy it now, yeah. And you're very good at it too. <laughs> so Nathan's works are here, this, this um, collection here. And Margaret, do you want to tell us? bit about your experience when you started? Yeah, um, I'd just like to thank um, the Ghana people for the tradition of welcoming us into their community and acknowledge them. I, I started off boy carving um, maybe about 10, 10, 10 years ago, I think, but it's always like in the family. So it was a knowledge that was passed down for me. Yeah. And it's still getting passed down. Mom, my mother, she has a work up here as well. So she's, I learned from her basically. She's been carving for a long time. My sister, so yeah, it's generation, so. And with, with the, the way that you carve, what do you use to carve with, Nathan? How do you 
how do you do these beautiful patterns? Um, yeah, well, you have those, those carving tools from the arts and craft shop or hardware. And um, I also use an electric engraver. Um, the same one that you, you use to where they engrave, when they write on trophies. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, the same um, engraver, electric engraver. I used to use, um, well, a lot of them here, some of the old people used to still do, um, just use a normal, um, or just a pocket knife. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so when you look closely, you can see those little grooves, and it's twisted to make those twisted knife. Yeah. And when I couldn't find an engraver, uh, a carving tool, over the years, I used to just make my own Tool, carving tool, like um, just a piece of um, fencing wire. Just um, about that long, just cut it about that long, and um, just grind the ends to sharpen it um, like a pencil, and just carve, just use it like a pencil. Amazing. Yeah, so so that's one tool. But I used to get sore hands, and it was uncomfortable. So the carving tools, yeah, more comfortable and more feel much uh, better on your fingers. Yeah. And even the electric engraver make yeah, life more easier to carve. Yeah. So, and, it, and more quicker. So I can, with the electric engraver, I can finish one in two days or something. Wow. But with the carving tool, it'll take me about a week or two. So in the electric engraver, I can finish one in one or two days, depending on the size. Yeah. Of the, and what I'm engraving. Yeah. Because the detail, it's really fine detail. I can see why it would take so long to, to make, you know, to make it look so beautiful, the feathers, and, you know, it clearly takes a long time. Yeah. And, Margaret, what do you use to make yours? I think Nathan's referring to um, lino tools. Yeah. So, yep. kind of the shapes, but I prefer to use flathead screwdrivers <laughs> and um, star screwdrivers, which I use a oil stone to sharpen it down so the tip's going away. Or if you're going to do the hard decker, you have to sit down on the concrete and grind away <laughs> so until it's really sharp. You don't want to cover boy put a blunt tool. Yeah. Fortunately, we'll be in the hospital with no good hand or something. <laughs> yeah, they also use bread knife, which is the same, um, same technique, basically. We get to sharpen down. Um, before, previously, even known to use stick. So people just use a stick before to carve. After, after they get rid of the fur, it's really like hairy, itchy kind of thing. Make itchy all over. Yeah. You know what I like carving, trying to clear 30, 30 bulbs a day or something? Full of hair, scratching over time. Because it's itchy, isn't it? That fuzzy yes, it is. hair that's on the surface of the boab when it first falls from the tree. Yeah, it can be very irritating. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and any sharp tool, you know, will you know, do the job. Like, those hospital um, scalpels, yeah. sharp. Yeah. I noticed 
and that would be real good too. News? To carp, yeah. Anything sharp will do the job. And I guess mm. the finer the tool, the finer you can make the design. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So long as you can control the tool. Different, different tool use different um, design um, shapes. Yeah, different marks. Yeah. If you look back, you'll see bigger line, equal bigger tools. So smaller, smaller lines, smaller tools. Because when you look close, you can then really see the different marks and the different, and start to think about, you know, the different ways that you've, how you've made that mark. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the character in each of them. When you, when you look at it, do you know what you're going to do with it? Like, does it talk to you? Yes, it does, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I try to put a character or a name to um, all my, especially when I'm doing my birds. So um, I try and try and make it in a sense of where people can actually understand. You know, if I'm having a bad day, I'll I'll make it a sad kind of thing. Yeah, so. <laughs> And then I'll tell a story with that, if you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they do, they each have their own little personality. What do you think of the way that they're on the wall? Have you seen them like this before? No. <laughs> oh, we've seen them hang, kind of hanging up in the art gallery, but not like this. So this is, this is something different. It's, it's amazing, actually, to see it like this, with the, especially with everyone. Well, not everyone, but, you know, yeah, some artists. So it's been really good. Yeah. So. I'm glad. Yeah, first, yeah. Yeah, look beautiful and displayed. Um, you can um, put it on those little in tripods, sit it on a little tripod on the desk, yep. and just sit it really neat, comfortable on the tripod sort of thing. Um, or with the stems, um, you can grab those. Um, and attach a string to it and hang it from the ceiling if you want. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, display it real, yeah, good, nice. And we put them in the groups of each artist so that we could see the style that each of you have and people could appreciate, you know, that that's your work, that this is your work, Nathan, just as a way to just be able to see your hand and see the way you work and the, and the different ways that you work with each of, of the shapes, depending on you know, what shape it is and what comes to mind for you. But is, it, is, the, is there a season for collecting the Boab nuts? Yeah, um, in, the, in the cold weather season, that's when they fall off, start falling off the tree. Yeah. And yeah, we just go collect them on the ground, or if they're still, they're still a big mob, you know, on top of the tree, so we just grab those um, garden secateurs, but with long, um, and a pipe to reach from the ground if it's too high, or we'll, if it's too high, we'll, we'll jump on, on the top of the troop carrier, okay. on the roof rack, yeah. and to, just to get up more higher, so, but yeah. All the good ones are on top, see? So if it, yeah. So on the ground, so 
You might find a couple of good ones, but most of them they'll be all cracked, bust from falling down. You might be lucky to find a couple of good smooth ones ready for carving. But if not, yeah, we'll have to um, yeah, get them off the tree. Make your way up there. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, we ca- it's hard to climb up the ball tree. Yeah. yeah. So that's where we just park the troop carrier yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. and climb up on top of that. And yeah. 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 And do you, do you um, like, I guess because it's seasonal, then you make them at, when they're available, obviously. And do you make them into, like, are there other things that you carve into them apart from birds? Yes. So basically the boib nut is, is our canvas. It's the best way to explain it. So instead of actually carving on a canvas or a board, we carve on those. You see out on what's up there, but there's some... Um, I don't know where they can find it because we only got we only was told to do birds on this occasion. <laughs> but hey, um, any other time, you'd, if you was to go home or somewhere, you'd be able to see you know live landscapes, animals, some guana, yeah, kangaroo, whatever you can put on Anything. a boy that just fit it on a boy. Um, we can actually get like boy size of a football, I think. Soccer ball, so they really huge, yeah. And then we can get small one, which are my favorites, unfortunately. <laughs> Smaller than these one up here. Um, I carve. I prefer to carve small one. They easier to carve, but yet they difficult. Lot of lot of markings on my hands from it, but it's rewarding at the end. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, I once did, um, for my grandmother, carved an old church. She wanted to give it to um, the old pastor, like 20th anniversary sort of gift. So I carved a, like, she gave me a picture of the church, and it's carved it on a really bigger, yeah, bigger, um, an abandonment for her to give to a pastor for a gift. But um, yeah, I can carve, yeah, like Margaret said, just anything comes to mind. I, I carve landscape of the country and of the Kimberley country. I just do it, yeah, from my mind. And yeah, kangaroo, any animals, or you know, whatever comes to mind that day. Yeah, sit back and carve away. Well, you're both very talented at what you do. I think that the detail and the amount of work, that fine-tuned work that, that you know, you need to be able to see, see what you're doing, actually be able to physically do it, but then also have the vision and the idea for what, what you want to do. And I think that you've, you've, you're remarkable, both of you, in the way that you can create these beautiful objects, you know, from something that's a natural seed that falls from the tree to into these incredible works of art is really remarkable. And yeah, I'd just like everyone to congratulate. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
And I think I'm, I'm a bit remiss at the beginning. I didn't say where you are both from. <laughs> so you're both working out of Warangari Aboriginal Arts and Culture in Kununurra, which is in the East Kimberley of Western Australia. Do you want to tell us a little bit about where you're from and what it's like? Yeah, well, I've um, been living in Kununurra for the last 11, 12 years. Working at Warangari Arts for the last five, five or so years. But I'm originally from, born in Halls Creek, in the middle of the Kimberleys, just 350 k's, yeah. West south of um, Kananara. In the middle, yeah, Broome on the coast, Kananara. Um, Halls Creek is in the middle, if you probably know the town. Um, and my, my mother's side from Holt's Creek and Mormon community. So, so that's a Gija people. I'm a Gija tribe from my mom's side. And my dad's side from Broome. And there's community just 70 k's out of Broome, south, where my grandmother from, from my father's side. And that's a Garajari people in Saltwater. So I'm. Um, Got the best of both worlds, um, freshwater, desert, and from my mom's side, and saltwater people from my dad. Amazing. Mm. Thanks, Nathan. And Margaret? I was born in Halls Creek. I was raised in Kanara. Uh, Kanara's been home for a very long time. Uh, Warangari Art was a part of the family for a very long time, I think. Mum started going there. My sisters. Now I am. I've been a part of Warangari for a few years now, so um, we did did a project about some aluminium bulbs a few years ago. So we had those on display and stuff. Um, but to come to Adelaide and bring these bulbs itself, by you know, for itself, because it's a bulb and being a bulb artist, you don't have that. People don't have that, what do you call it? Like how you have painters or different artists. It's less known. Yeah. So you just, the boy about us. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's cold. <laughs> so, but anyway, I'll, I mean, it's been getting me around doing boy of carbon, <laughs> mind you. Seeing a few states. Yeah. But it's good. Yeah. Um, yes. It's been really good, um, and to just come and see this, yeah, this is brilliant. I mean, for me, as a, you know, I've been doing it for a while. I'm hoping to pass this on now to my children, yeah. whenever they decide to start. They know how to do it, but they just don't want to. Yeah. yeah, it's been really good, and thanks, Adelaide, for hosting us and keeping us. So, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I think the, the making of work quite often is seen as something that's not as prestigious or something as painting or but it's it is because it 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 is a unique it's a sculptural form the skill that you need in order to be able to carve the designs to create to create the beings that you've created you've made these into birds is something that that we really are, you know, we're holding in reverence and we, we really believe that it needed to have, have a space in the gallery where we could all celebrate 
and come together to see your work, that you know, the essay could be written about it in the catalogue, just to let people know of, of the skill that it takes. Yeah. And you know, that, that you are both fine artists, you're sculptors, and for, for the world to be able to see that, we, we felt it was really important for this. Yeah, that was good actually, yeah. I have it up here, so oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Honestly, we just we really want to congratulate you for the work that you've done, and for your fellow artists who can't be with us. But please let them know how much we think of their work, and that that it's really being appreciated for for what it is. That you're great artists. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you.